shall we begin? Let the games begin. All right, all right, all right. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? This is the chopper. This is going to be quite a ride. <laughs> everybody and welcome to the movie pit podcast i am your host chris trenceria and this is the movie pit podcast where we talk about all the big breaking movie news items of the week along with the trailers that came out this week we have quite a few of those and we'll talk about the movies that are out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures this weekend hello everybody uh so uh i we're just gonna get right into it we got uh quite a quite a hefty uh news week that came out this week uh, i feel like a lot of the studios are just trying to get as much as they could out before comic-con because obviously comic-con is going to go on this weekend we will not have any comic-con news on the podcast this week uh, i will most likely i'm not going to guarantee that i'm doing one although i have done one uh, with all the other comic-cons that have happened but uh since i've started the podcast anyway but uh, there may be a Comic-Con podcast next week, probably Monday, the latest Tuesday, talking about some of the big Comic-Con news. Obviously, you know, if anything, obviously this weekend I will try to, you know, drop a lot of the bigger stuff on the Twitter page. Uh, maybe get your opinions and maybe I can read some of their, your opinions here on the podcast. But um, as of right now, uh, all the Comic-Con stuff will be its own podcast and uh, i do feel like a lot of the studios are just trying to drop a lot of stuff as, as much as they could before you know the, the comic-con drop because obviously the comic-con news is going to be taking over the weekend and the news cycle uh, maybe even starting late tonight uh i'm recording this on thursday uh maybe even friday when it's the first full day of, of comic-con so comic-con is going to be taking over a lot of stuff but like i mentioned like i mentioned we'll not be talking about comic-con on the podcast today but we do have quite a lot to get to so let's get started and let's start off like we always do with trailer talk coming soon to theaters all right so we have quite a few trailers to drop this week uh very quickly there was a, a trailer the first trailer for uh the new Dreepers creepers movie called Dreepers creepers reborn it will only it won't have like a full wide theater release it's gonna be in theaters for three days it's part of a fathom uh events events it's only gonna be in theaters three days from september 19th to the 21st by the way, September 19th is a Monday, so this movie is going to be in theaters Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in September, late September at that. Um, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't look good. Um, and the Jeepers Creepers movies themselves have a very tarnished history uh, after finding out, you know, that the director of the original movies was uh, a scumbag basically um and his whole thing if you don't know anything about the director um go ahead and read that yourself to be shocked uh as like like a lot of people were and it kind of does diminish what those movies were a little bit because those movies before finding out that he was you know what he was uh the, the first one very creepy uh had just like that you know kind of just style uh, about it and the second one not as great you know it kind of just it, it tried just to add a little bit more uh, of what the first one was and just add more victims and stuff uh just kind of did it in a very convoluted way a little bit uh this one it it feel it's it's called reborn so it's kind of like a not, not even a remake or a reboot it's just kind of another addition to what's going on it looks like the creeper the 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 the, 
the monster of the movies uh is like a folklore in the town wherever they are i don't know it just it, it just doesn't look good but if you want to go check that out and if you want to go check it out in theaters for the three days that it's in there i'm i'm sure it will be on vod sometime after that but there you go go check that out if you want uh the next trailer we're gonna talk about uh very quickly is peacock dropped a new trailer for their upcoming slasher horror film called they them or they slash them uh the movie is set in a conversion therapy camp called the whistler camp which is run by owen whistler played by kevin bacon uh who is all friendly to every you know all the the people that are there the the campers quote unquote not really campers because it's not really a camp it's a conversion therapy uh place uh i was i can't think of the word i'll just say i'll just say camp that's not the word i was looking for though uh but uh sensor that's the what i was looking for it's not really sensor because it's the middle of the woods <laughs> Which is why I said it's a camp. Anyway, uh, he's all friendly with them, and he's saying just you know enjoy the you know enjoy, you know the, the sunshine and everything else. Work on your tan, which is something he says in the trailer. Uh, but it's uh, it doesn't turn out that way because uh, the conversion camp uh, has a killer on the loose, and uh, it's killing the the teens that are there. Uh, who were sent there anyway and um yeah it's it's there's I, I you know we talked briefly about this when the teaser dropped i think it was last month really uh so the, um you know the turnover for a trailer was pretty quick uh considering that the movie does open on peacock on august 5th so you know we're not that far away we're about two three weeks away from that uh right now so um it look it, it looks doesn't look too bad uh, honestly, uh, it, it's, um, it, it's obviously a, a twist on the, you know, slasher, uh, camp genre. Uh, it's probably going to be very, um, obviously it's, it's obviously very of the time, but it being a conversion, uh, the, uh, conversion therapy camp or you know, whatever you want to call them, which are obviously not the best places in general, but, um, this is taking that, you know, taking that in, uh, you know, upping the scale to 1000 uh by making it a horror film and making it a slasher horror film at that so uh but yeah there you go they slash them uh, will open again on peacock on august 5th the next trailer is for breaking this stars john boyega of course from the star wars movies and attack the block and um the upcoming um warrior queen uh this movie is based off a true story of lance corporal brian easley i think I'm pronouncing that last name right uh, a veteran who threatened to blow up a bank to call attention to the u.s government's neglect of former soldiers when they return home easley himself suffered from ptsd and visual field loss after serving in the navy when he returns home he is condemned to poverty and relied on a check of 892 dollars which was the original title of the movie eight 92 uh not 892 dollars it was 892 uh, from the department of veteran affairs however they never got it and that's when the plan goes that's when his plan goes into motion i won't go more into the story because i didn't know anything unfortunately i did not know anything about easily's story and um when i was reading up on what the movie was about and saw the trailer um i obviously you know kind of learned his story and uh it's it's an unfortunate story and it's a story that is very you know um true and uh, it's a story you hear a lot, and it's a story that, despite how many actual stories are there, there are similar to this. Uh, not, not you know, him, you know, taking the extreme measure of, you know, uh, threatening to blow up a bank uh, and blow and blow himself up in the process. But the story of you know veterans coming home and not being treated properly, we see it all the time. It's not just something that is made up for movies or TV or books or anything like that. It's it's a real thing, 
And um, that's unfortunate. So if you want to know more of Easley's story, there is an in-depth article. I didn't read the article, um, but a lot of what I read, a lot of the outlet or the story rather that I read uh, about Easley, some of it came from the article itself. So the in-depth article, it's on Task and Purpose uh, by Aaron Gill. If you want to go read that article, it went very deep into Easley's life and his service and what happened to him and um, everything that led up to to the bank incident, which is a, well, a Wells Fargo bank at that. And um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate um, what happened. And uh, the movie, or the trailer, rather, uh, it, it looks great. It, it looks powerful. Uh, John Boyega, it, it's interesting, you know, John Boyega has his career, you know, he could have been the next big star in Hollywood. You know, he could have gone and done a bunch of big projects, you know, after doing Star Wars and after doing uh, Detroit, which is the movie about the Detroit riots that he was a part of. Um, he could have gone and done, you know, all these franchise movies. He could have done and went and done all these big budget tentpole movies. But instead, he went to more character-driven stuff, and he went to more, you know, movies that, you know, he's been working. It's not like he hasn't been working. He has been working. A lot of his stuff, unfortunately, is limited releases or movies that go straight to VOD or, or streaming, but he is working. And a lot of that stuff that he does, you know, gets some recognition, but not, you know, as big a recognition. But maybe this will change that pace. Obviously, being based off a true story can probably help. Um, but Breaking will open on August 26th. It will open in theaters. Um, I don't know if it will be a wide release or a limited release, but nonetheless, this looks powerful. And um, it's not just John Boyega. Uh, Michael K. Williams is in there. I think this might have been one of the last movies he did before he sadly passed away. Um, I think um, who's the other person I saw in there? I don't know. I didn't put the cast in front of me. There was someone else in there that I recognize, and I just can't remember who they are now. But um, oh, Melissa Leo, that's who it was. She's in there. It looks like she's playing. I don't know who she's playing. It looks like she's play- Michael K. Williams is playing a cop that. Uh, Boyega, uh, that Boyega, e- that easily uh, is talking to throughout the whole movie, and uh, I think Melissa Leo is playing someone from like the nine one one dispatch or, or something like that. But um, again, it, it just it looks powerful. Um, I, I didn't know anything about this movie. Again, I didn't know anything about Easley, and then now knowing his story, it's it's like I said, just one of those unfortunate things that um, it does happen, and if we get to see a dramatized version of that, uh, and it puts more eyes on that, then then great. Uh, moving on to the um, bigger trailers of the week. This literally, this trailer literally came out right as I pressed record the first time, and I had to stop pressing, and I had to turn off my recording because I had to watch it to talk about, it, obviously. And it's a new trailer for Olivia Wilde's second feature directorial film, Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, we've talked about this when the first trailer came out. We've been talking about this movie since it was announced. Uh, the film is set in the 1950s and follows Florence Pugh, who plays Alice, who along with her husband named Jack, played by Harry Styles, are living in an idolized community named Victory, which, an experimental com- which is an experimental company town housing men who work on a top secret top secret project called the victory project can't talk a town and project are run by frank played by chris pine and while the husbands are away most of the day working the women spend their time in luxury however alice soon discovers that not everything is as what it seems and tries to expose what is really going on the movie co-stars Gemma chan kiki lane nick kroll and timothy simons it is written by book uh by book smart screenwriter katie silberman so it is a little reunion there and will open on september 23rd just like the trailer before this is really giving off a twisted psychological vibe i almost got a get out vibe from the trailer anyway not necessarily from the movie i mean maybe the movie will be a little get out vibes but the trailer 
was definitely a get out vibe uh this really doesn't give anything away either not like the other trailer either i can't make anything out and what to think i'm really looking forward to it because it looks pretty good it's got a great cast obviously and it looks great the cinematography looks amazing in this project as well there's a nice shot uh that shows it's a town from up above and it looks like a spiral which is um not what i was expecting from that but that's what it looks like uh, but the trailer also has these weird like dancers like against like a black like it's like blackness and then it's like these weird dancers with like this makeup doing these weird like moving around and everything and like getting really close to the camera it just looks weird and that's kind of what's giving me the get out vibes a little bit but it's intercut with simon's character who plays a, it looks like he plays a doctor for the town and he says that some women in the town are having or have had bad dreams quote unquote um and then uh you know it it shows like florence Pugh looking at i don't think the two are connected but it show then it shows her florence Pugh's character looking at a um looking at this kind of like file that's all blacked out from from the project i guess uh so yeah it it's it's creepy there there's extended shots uh that we saw in the trailer like the one that really kind of grabbed everybody from the first trailer uh, of Pugh's character uh with her head in, in like plastic wrap which the shot itself in the first trailer very disturbing and you know kind of you know it was very noticeable here it's an extended look at it and we see her wrapping her head like she's not being forced to do it it looks like she's doing willingly willingly and it's just disturbing so yeah the, the trailer gives nothing away again like the last trailer that also gave nothing away and that's i think what makes don't worry darling even more intriguing the fact that it's not giving anything away you don't know what's really going on we have the bare basics of the movie we know that florence Pugh has something going on and chris pine it's kind of insinuated in the trailer that he's been looking forward to someone coming and challenging him and his town and everything that's going on. And I don't know, it's 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 weird. And then it looks like Florence Pugh, like there are a lot of times where like mirrors play a factor. There's that shot where it looks like she's like claustrophobic and like the mirrors pressing pressing against her. There's also a shot where she's she's looking at someone. I think it's Kiki Lane's character where she's looking in mirrors and Kiki Lane's like on the other side and she's trying to like burst through. But then there's also there's like another quick shot of like Florence Pugh like in the bathtub and it's like she goes underneath and but her reflection is still in the mirror and her reflection like looks like toward the camera. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. <laughs> I do like it and I'm looking forward to it. So like I said, don't worry, darling, will open on September 23rd. We'll obviously talk more about that uh, once the um, once it once it comes around for uh for a release and the big trailer that came out this week uh and the big and the final trailer we're gonna talk about at least the time of this recording is the new trailer and the first trailer universal blumhouse dropped the highly anticipated first trailer for the highly anticipated halloween ends it is a short and simple trailer it's also very very good the bulk of the trailer is pretty much seeing the final showdown between Lori and michael in a house uh, and showing that no one is holding back it it also looks like Lori is wearing something the same clothes or some, you know something at least very similar to what she was wearing in the first halloween movie and when i talk about the first halloween movie i'm meaning john carpenter's first halloween movie uh, director david gordon green teased recently that the movie will be quote more intimate and contained and it has already been revealed that the movie will have a four-year time jump and if you remember uh, halloween 2018 and halloween kills took pretty much took place on the same night like a few hours apart from each other so the, the time jump here is, is very interesting and very intriguing uh that said um there is a synopsis 
for the trailer. Uh, or this synopsis for the movie. And it's kind of the first real synopsis that we've gotten from the movie. And it's interesting because this synopsis is only on the Universal Pictures YouTube uh, trailer link. Not the Blumhouse trailer link. Only the Universal trailer link. But uh, Universal released this synopsis, which is rather interesting. And this kind of maybe goes along with what uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has said also. Uh, she has said that a lot of people are going to be pissed off with Halloween Ends. And everything kind of we're getting from Halloween Ends, even before the movie comes out, are saying that it's going to be a very different movie. And that people should, uh, not, not lower, but should ch keep their expectations on check. So here's the, and here's the synopsis for them. I'm just going to read the synopsis and then we'll get into it. Four years after the events of the last of last year's Halloween Kills, Lori is living with her granddaughter Allison. Who of course, will be played once again by Andy um, Matchek. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, that's probably not how you pronounce her last name, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. Anyway, she's living with her granddaughter, granddaughter Allison, and is finding and is finishing writing her memoir. Michael Myers hasn't been seen since. Lori, after allowing the specter of Michael to determine and drive her reality for decades, has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life. But when a young man Corey Cunningham, played by Roan Campbell, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting. It ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all. That is a synopsis that Universal has released for Halloween Ends. So we're following, we have another new character in the movie, uh, this Corey Cunningham guy, who is uh, accused of killing a boy he was babysitting. Uh, so it, I don't know. Uh, so the, the so the like I mentioned, the book of the trailer that we see is Laurie and Michael fighting. There's brief shots of all these other new characters. Uh, it looks like they're all about to die. <laughs> it looks like they all see Michael and they're about to die. But there is one particular shot of a guy in a sewer, and it looks like he's like frightened or he's running or scared or something. But he's in there, and a hand pops out, and it's presumably obviously Michael Myers' hand, and he grabs him, and he looks like he's choking him. But we don't know, we don't see him. But that person is rowan campbell so that probably is Corey cunningham so we don't know what's going on um with that character and there has been some speculation that Corey will be a brand new character uh, he will have as much screen time as laurie and allison and some of the other new characters uh, that's obviously all speculation right now at this point but if that is the case why <laughs> why have this character is this kind of re will this reignite Lori in some sort of way of thinking that Corey is a new Michael Myers that you know his evil is spreading and he's you know because we've talked about how you know Michael Myers is pure evil and it's been mentioned throughout the franchise and it's been mentioned in this rebooted you know these two movies that he is something else he's not human he is something else something else drives him with this new kid Corey Cunningham does Lori and the other townspeople think we have another Michael Myers in our hand? Because they haven't seen Michael. The synopsis says they, no one has seen Michael in the four years since that night, since the last time that they saw him. So, I don't know. The synopsis is rather weird, but, um, you know, it's obviously going to, you know, drive all of us crazy and thinking, you know, what's going on is, you know, Corey a new Michael Myers or speculation that that might happen from some fans online that have seen the synopsis and are, are assuming that. Uh, but, Again, that's, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know. I don't know. I mean, the synopsis may be just something to throw us all off because 
that final showdown in the trailer between Michael and Lori, it does look like that's OG Michael because there's a shot where uh, Lori, you know, is stabbing uh, a hand and it's Michael's hand because he's missing, you know, his, his fingers. Uh, so, which, you know, Michael is now uh, in this continuity of movies is missing fingers from the shotgun blast from Halloween 2018. So regardless of that, I am super excited. I cannot wait. Halloween is, you know, despite it's, very checkered and <laughs> troubled past is one of my favorite franchises and uh, halloween ends i cannot wait for it i loved halloween 2018 halloween kills i just saw like the last half hour of the movie a few days ago i think it was earlier this week when i saw it i just kind of like was flipping through channels and uh, just, there was nothing on and i just landed on that and just watched it all over again you know I, I think i've shared my thoughts on halloween kills it's not bad it's not great, but it's not bad either. But I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Halloween ends. Despite what they're saying, despite, you know, them telling us to, you know, at least keep, you know, check our expectations. I'm still looking forward to it. So Halloween ends will open this year on October 14th. We'll obviously talk more about Halloween ends when uh, we get closer to the release date. Those are all the trailers that came out this week. Be sure to check all those out down below. And let's move on to this week's movie news items of the week. All right, let's talk about some of the movie news items that came out this week. After the success of the documentary The Beatles Get Back, Peter Jackson is reportedly eyeing another Beatles project. During a new interview, Jackson said that he's been talking to the Beatles members and is talking about another project with a group that won't be a documentary. There's no word on what the project could be, but a feature film does make sense and does seem like the next logical step in that process, especially with a big name like Peter Jackson attached. Uh, I have not seen The Beatles Get Back yet. I heard it's very, very good. Uh, I know people that have seen it and have said nothing but good things about it, so uh, I should definitely, should definitely get on that. But uh, there you go. Peter Jackson may be eyeing another Beatles project, although, again, no confirmation of what it is, but I still wanted to bring that up. Uh, also, this week, Blood Disgusting, the horror website, confirmed that Netflix is, quote, very deep in development on more Fear Street movies. But uh, that's pretty much it. They didn't go into any more further details, just saying that they are further, or they are into very deep development on those movies. The trilogy of movies that were based off the R.L. Stein book series, which are the more quote, grown-up version of his other book series, Goosebumps. The movie took the approach, uh, took that approach and made those movies rated R <laughs> instead of, you know, maybe PG-13. No, they went full-blown rated R and took the very ambitious approach of releasing weekly, the movies uh, weekly uh, for the three weeks, because there was only three of them, obviously. They were all directed by Lee Janik, and she absolutely did a bang-up job at them. Uh, I was a big fan of the Fear Street movies. Um, they, they aren't perfect they, they do have some you know uh missteps along the way but they are all three of them are very 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 good and i along with others hope that they would that we would be getting more and now it looks like that might be the case uh no word yet on if janik will be involved in any sort of way or if they will hire a new director or if they will hire new directors uh janik took a very ambitious approach to, to direct all three movies and did it in a very short period of time um with uh, a, a very game cast so uh I, I mean i would not be opposed to seeing her come back and and directing you know if they do it again a trilogy of movies uh bringing her back to do it because she did it again a, a pretty bang up job uh but with development underway i personally hope that we get these movies sooner rather than later i really like the fear street movies if you have not checked out the fear street movies please do yourself a favor and go check them out the only thing i would say is uh once the screen pops up at the end of the movies where it says uh like it says uh because there's little previews for the next movie on every 
or on the two, at least the two versions, obviously, first two movies, uh, don't watch those because uh, it gives a lot away of the other movie. So uh, if you're and watch them and watch them in the order that they came out in, don't watch them chronologically, time wise. Watch them in the order that it came out of because it just it just makes it it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense when you watch the movies themselves. But uh, yeah, watch them in the order they came in. Don't watch them chronologically. Watch them in the order they were released. And uh, yeah, Fear Street. Go check this out because they're, they're really good movies. Uh, moving on, let's talk about some release dates. Paramount has given a Quiet Pla- the Quiet Place prequel titled A Quiet Place Day One a release date, a new release date rather, because it was supposed to come out last next year, <laughs> not last year, next year in September. They pushed it back though another year because now A Quiet Place Day One will be released on March 8th, 2024. The movie will be directed by Michael Saranowski. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name right. He directed the Nicolas Cage starring movie Pig, which a lot of people really love. The movie was originally supposed to come out, like I mentioned, uh, next year, but it's been pushed back for unknown reasons. I don't know why they, they decided to push that back, but they did. So there you go. Quiet Place, day one, a prequel to the Quiet Place movies will be released on March 8th, 2024. Let's move on to another release date. The fifth Insidious movie has a release date. Insidious 5, as it's going by right now, will come out next year on July 7th. The movie will bring back Patrick Wilson and Ty Simpkins for the first two movies. And Patrick Wilson will direct the movie, making this his directorial debut. The movie's exact plot details are currently unknown, but it will see Ty Simpkins' character, Dalton, the son from the first uh, two movies, going off to college and being presumably haunted by the further, or the further coming back for Dalton. Who knows what's going on, but... Either way, he's going off to college, and Patrick Wilson will obviously be starring in the movie and be involved in some way going on, for, you know, going to help his son. Scott Teams, who wrote Halloween Kills, The Quarry, and Firestarter, wrote the movie, which is based off the story that was created by franchise co-creator Leigh Whannell, who obviously co-created the franchise with James Wan, and himself, Whannell, actually directed one of the other, I think it was part three... I think it might have been part three that he directed uh, as well. Uh, the last Insidious movie was Insidious The Last Key, which that opened up in 2018. But every movie after Insidious Chapter 2 has been a prequel. So this will be the first actual sequel to the... Infr- to the I almost said the... I almost said something else entirely. But it will be the first uh, actual sequel to... I almost said Friday the 13th. I'm not going to lie. I almost said Friday the 13th. It will be the first... I don't know why. It will be the first actual sequel to the Insidious movies. Uh, which would be pretty cool because, like I mentioned, everything else has been a prequel. Uh, and then bringing back Patrick Wilson and Ty Skin, uh, Ty Skin would be pretty cool. Maybe they'll bring back Rose Byrne. I don't know why Rose Byrne is in there, but I'm assuming they'll probably ha- will have a Rose Byrne appearance. She is the mother. She didn't. I don't, I don't think she died, right? I haven't seen the movies in, a, in quite. Some, I, haven't, I haven't seen the first two movies since they've come out. So, uh, but I, I don't think she died. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll. we'll, uh, we'll I'll, Check back out. Get back to me on that one. But I'm looking forward to it. The Insidious movies. The last one was really good. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't. It wasn't great. But um, I, I, I appreciated what they tried to do in three because it had some pretty, it had some pretty, you know, scary moments in there. But for the most part, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it just wasn't as good as the first two because I, I did, I did really enjoy the first two movies. And City, the first Insidious movie was the first movie, first horror movie that genuinely got me to be audible in a horror movie like i like i didn't scream but i let out like ah you know something something along those lines but yeah that, that was the first 
that was that was that was something and it was a packed theater and everyone was you know going crazy so maybe that you know led to the experience but uh but yeah that first insidious movie I remember the first and second movie, and it was very, very good. I did like the first one. I have a hard time remembering the second one. There's very, there's parts of it that I do remember, but I have a hard time remembering the second one. So I probably have to go back and and check that out before before this one comes out. I got a year, uh, like I mentioned, Insidious Five, which is being at, which is the title at the moment. I'm pretty sure they'll come up with some other title. Uh, will come out on July seventh of next year. All right, let's move on uh, with some casting updates. Peter Dinklage from, of course, most famously now, most famous now for Game of Thrones, even though he has been a part of a bunch of other projects, but that's pretty much where everyone knows him, uh, has joined the Hunger Games prequel, Hunger Games, about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Dinklage will play a character named Casca Highbottom, the Dean of the Academy. I haven't seen the Hunger Games movies in quite some time, so I don't know if that means anything. Uh, Dinklage will now join Tom Bilth. Um, I think that's how you, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I think that's how you pronounce it, Bilth. Uh, he was in the uh, epic series Billy the Kid, which I believe is still going on right now. He plays a young Cornelia Snow, which was played by Donald Sutherland in the original series. So this is following his character. Yes, we are following a villain uh, in the prequel series. And uh, also joining them are Rachel Ziegler from West Side Story. She's gonna also going to be in the upcoming Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which comes out in December. She's also uh, our new Snow White in the D- Disney live-action movie that's going to come out that they're working on. Uh, as a tribute, Lucy Gray Bard, the tribute assigned to Snow because he is someone who is a mentor to the Hunger Games that are going on at the moment. Francis Lawrence, who uh, directed the last three movies of the Hunger Games series, Catching Fire, Mockingjay Part 1, and Mockingjay Part 2, will return to direct the movie, uh, to direct this one. And Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, does have a release date for next year on November 17th. Yes, they are currently filming the movie. Other casting updates, Focus Features and and India Paintbrush will partner to distribute Wes Anderson's newest film, Asteroid City. The film will be written and directed by Anderson and is based off an original story by Anderson and Roman Coppola, who worked together on the story for Isle of Dogs and The French Dispatch. Asteroid City will center on on a desert town in 1955 as people from around the country come to partake in its junior stargazing convention. The cast has also been revealed, and like usual, Anderson has assembled quite a huge ensemble with some usual suspects in Anderson movies. Jason Schwartzman, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liv Schreiber, William Dafoe, Tony Revolori. I always mispronounce his last name. And Tilda Swinton, uh, 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 those are all, you know, kind of the usual suspects for Anderson. Joining them will be Scarlett Johansson. She's worked with Anderson quite a bit, uh, what, like two or three of his movies. But Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, Tom Hanks, Hope Davis, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Margot Robbie, Sophia Littis, and Rita Wilson. And there are plenty more people that were part of that cast, but I'd be here for days. Asteroid City doesn't have a release date just yet, but now with a distribution company behind them, you know, obviously, uh, sky's the limit for that, and we'll probably get a release date sometime soon for Wes Anderson's next movie. Moving on, it turns out M. Night Shyamalan's upcoming movie, Knock at the Cabin, is actually an adaptation of Paul Dremblay's novel, The Cabin at the End of the World. The movie's impressive cast includes Dave Bautista, Rupert Grint, yes, Ron Weasley from the Harry Potter movies, uh, Nikki Amuka Bird, I think I pronounced her, her name, uh, she was in uh, M. Night Shyamalan's last movie, Old, uh, she plays one of the people on the beach, 
Ben Aldrich and Jonathan Groff, of course, uh, from Mindhunters and um, the last Matrix movie. He was also the voice of Hans in Frozen. At the time, the movie was only described as a home invasion horror film set during the apocalypse. However, the book follows a seven-year-old named Wen and her parents, Eric and Andrew, on vacation at a remote cabin on a quite on a quiet New Hampshire lake when one day Wen encounters a stranger named Leonard who starts off friendly until things don't feel right and more strangers appear who are upset who are obsessed with the apocalypse. So that is what's going on. Knock at the Cabin will open on February 3rd, 2023. This was revealed by the uh, writer himself, Paul Tremblay, who was doing an interview and let the cat out of the bag. I'm sure, you know, he got permission to say that, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan's next movie is based off my book. But, um, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. That's the first we've heard about it. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's last movie, Old, was actually based off a French graphic novel. So it looks like M. Night Shyamalan's taking a lot of uh, his recent movies. have obviously taken some um, inspiration or adaptations of previous work and obviously putting his spin onto uh, what's going on. Moving on, Amazon Studios and Eddie Murphy have landed on their first film in their three-film first-look deal that they signed last year after the success of Coming to America. That movie is a holiday comedy titled Candy Cane Lane, which Murphy will produce and star in the movie will also see murphy reunite with his frequent producing partner brian grazer this will actually be their seventh film working together which is pretty impressive and director reginald hudlin uh, the trio actually having done the 1992 hit boomerang together so this will be their first reunion back joining them is screenwriter kelly younger who actually wrote the script as a spec script and is inspired by younger's uh childhood holiday experiences younger himself has worked on a number of pixar and disney films a lot of them uh moana coco incredibles 2 toy story 4 frozen 2 onward raya and the last dragon and he also worked on the live action aladdin movie so yeah this script is in very very good hands if it if that's his resume uh no word yet on uh what the movie will be about per se but production will uh move fast as filming is set to start this winter in los angeles with no release date uh having been announced just yet but uh yeah if that's younger's resume we obviously have eddie murphy's resume and we have brian Grage's resume and reginald hudlin's resume this movie is probably gonna be another hit for prime video and uh, another hit for murphy and uh, his production company working with amazon studios which is pretty cool walt disney studios is trying their adaptation of neil gaiman's the graveyard book one more time and they have hired a new director in mark forrester who has directed films like finding neverland world war z and christopher robin so he is set to direct the book tells the story of nobody bod owen a young boy who is raised by ghosts and supernatural beings of the graveyard including the graveyard's caretaker silas after his family has passed away david mangy who has uh who actually wrote finding neverland for mark Forrester. He also was uh, had a hand in writing Life of Pi, Mary Poppins Returns, and the upcoming Netflix movie The School of Good and Evil. He's also a part of the Disney live-action Little Mermaid script writing team. He recently got hired to do the script and the book itself. In case you're wondering, like many of Neil Gaiman's other novels and books and short stories, has won multiple awards. And yes, it is basically uh, takes inspiration from The Jungle Book, but with ghosts and spirits instead of animals and Mowgli. 
So there you go. Disney has been trying to get the adaptation going since 2012. Yes, they have been working on this thing since 2012. At the time, Neil Jordan, the director of movies like Interview with a Vampire, The Brave One, and recently a few years ago, Greta, he was going to direct, but he dropped out. And in came uh, Henry Salick, uh, who is mostly, of course, known for The Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. He was going to make it a uh, stop-motion film, because obviously that is what he is very comfortable with. Uh, he was going to make a stop-motion. But then in January of 2013, um, Ron Howard came in, and he had planned on making the movie a live-action movie, and then there had been nothing. This movie has been in dormant since 2020, since 2013, and it is now finally back at it. There have been rumblings that they were gonna, um, that Disney was going to uh, try to remake the Graveyard Book again, and uh, now we finally have word. And they got Mark Forrester to do it. Mark Forrester has obviously worked with Disney. They obviously uh, did Christopher Robin, and um, you know McGee has done Mary Poppins Returns for them, and uh, so this is just you know it's it's. It's all coming together, maybe. Maybe we'll finally get the Graveyard Book. Who knows? But um, there you go. Uh, as for, for them, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. The only <laughs> the only thing I've seen from Mark Forrester is World War Z. I, mean, I think there's another project that I saw of his. But the only thing that comes to my mind, if you tell me what movies have you seen of Mark Forrester, World War Z is the only movie that comes to my mind. So having him, I, I've heard some good things about Christopher Robin. I've heard very, very good things about Finding Neverland. I've just never found the time to watch it. I think I started watching it one time, but it was very late at night. So I was really tired. And I think I fell asleep. Not because of the movie, just because, again, it was really late at night. And I just never went back to watch it. So... That, there you go. I, I don't know. I'm sure this would be good. Obviously, Neil Gaiman's, you know, his work is always, you know, up in Hollywood. It's, you know, there's there's always stuff in the works, and uh, his books are also very good. And there's a lot of source material there to take. And he's a very good writer, one of the best, and his stuff is always very good. So if you ever not read anything by Neil Gaiman, please, please go do it. it he's very, very good. In some more director news, the sequel to the rebooted Mortal Kombat took a big step this week as director Simon McCoy, that's how I pronounce the last name, will be coming back to direct Mortal Kombat 2. This is the first update of the movie since earlier this year in January when it was announced that Jeremy Slater, the man behind the TV series The Exorcist, The Umbrella Academy, and Moon Knight, would be taking over script duties. So yeah, that was back in January. We're now in, you know, July, and we finally have, you know, confirmation that uh, McCoy will come back to direct the movie. There's still no word yet on who will be returning or joining the movie, but now that we have the director, and assuming that the move that the first movie's cast potentially sign multi movie uh, multi-movie contract uh, production could be moving pretty fast also assuming that Slater has been knocking out pages since uh, getting the job back in January uh, I I mentioned I've mentioned on the podcast I really liked the first uh, this or at least this you know rebooted Mortal Kombat movie I would have loved to see I, I, I think I mentioned it I would love to see a sequel to this and I do I still do uh, I really liked what they did you know obviously there was some missteps in the movie but i think overall it, it captured the spirit of the video game more than mortal Kombat annihilation <laughs> and yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing what they do here obviously you know they've you know you can say they learn from their mistakes and they have a new writer in tow so maybe maybe that will help Simon mccord coming back i mean he did a pretty decent job i'm not you know so cast coming back they left it off on a on a very big sequel tease of what they can do so i'm looking forward to it i, I again i was a, i was a fan of it so uh, i'm happy that they're finally moving forward with uh with this 
All right, so let's move on to the last movie news item that I have, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, obviously, if anything else drops, I'll drop it after this movie news item. But uh, right now, this is what we're going with. HBO Max and A24 have come to an agreement to stream the studio's library on their streaming service starting next month in August. A24 was founded, in, uh, of course, in 2013. And even though they had done some indie hits like Spring Breakers and The Spectacular Now that year in 2013, it wasn't really until 2015's Ex Machina and Room, which got some Oscar love, and then in 2016's The Witch, that the studio was looked at as one of the places to be and one of the, and one of the places that audiences will go to to watch a lot of movies because they were pretty much coming out to, you know, use... You know, the kids' language these days, they were coming out with straight bangers. And they're still coming out with straight bangers. So, yeah, it looks like the cutoff, though, will be 2018, probably at the probably for right now. I'm sure they're working something out. But the cutoff does look like to be 2018 because of the movies listed that they were going to come out, which I did not write because I'm an idiot. Uh, those movies are How to Talk to Girls at Parties and Lean on Pete. Those are movies that came out in 2018. Uh, and that seems to be the cutoff. But again, I think that's just for right now. So it's not all their movies, but it's a good start because they can just keep, you know, putting the movies back up or, you know, take some movies out and then, you know, put some more movies back in. But this is a huge plus for A24 and for HBO Max because I, I, I don't know if I'm sure, you know, a lot of, you know, A24 movies are streaming on different services. Obviously, I think uh, I think um, Apple TV Plus has a lot of A24 movies up on there but uh to have a streaming service a dedicated streaming service especially like hbo max which has a very extensive library i think that's pretty cool i think that's a huge win for a24 and looking back at the story i totally forgot that a24 uh hasn't been around a lot for that long i forgot the spectacular now was an a24 movie i honestly did i i I totally forgot that it was an A24 movie. And looking at their list of movies that they had done, like, I, like yeah, that that's crazy. Like, A24 also started off on TV. Like, they, they have a lot of TV projects that I, I don't think a lot of people, that I think some people either forget are A24 movies or just don't think they're A24 projects. Like, I always forget that Euphoria is an A24 project always like anytime it comes up it's like oh it's you know whatever but like no i always forget it's a24 and there's a bunch of other stuff too like i i didn't write anything down because i'm again i'm an idiot but uh i was looking at that list of what they were doing just you know i just you know i got interested i went into a internet wormhole uh like we all do and i was like oh man like i totally forgot that was an a24 so yeah this this is pretty big like i mentioned for this is a big win for a24 you know maybe this will lead to everything everywhere all at once coming to hbo max uh, sooner rather than later but uh, this is pretty cool i think this is a huge get for a24 it's a huge get definitely for hbo max yeah you want to watch some a24 movies especially the early stuff because it looks like a lot of their early stuff is going up on there you know subscribe if you haven't already to hbo max uh, or just keep an eye out uh, on august 1st because that's when those movies will be going up all right so that's like i mentioned those were all the movie news items that came out at the time of this recording obviously if anything big drops i'll drop it right here nothing comic-con related because like i meant like again i mentioned at the beginning we'll be talking about comic-con next week early next week uh, on its own little separate podcast so let's move on and talk about the movies that are coming out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right so let's go on to the movie that are coming out on streaming we have one <laughs> we have one movie that at least i found 
uh, streaming movies are a little hard because they're all over the place and sometimes the lists don't get updated right away. So if there's anything streaming that anything else that's streaming like straight from a streamer like Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video. I apologize. But the big one coming out streaming is The Gray Man, which is up on Netflix, directed by the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo, who of course directed Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, the last two Captain America movies, Civil War and, and The Winter Soldier. Uh, the movie, The Gray Man, when the CIA's most skilled operative, played by Ryan Gosling, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets. A psychopathic former colleague, played by Chris Evans, puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt of international assassins. The movie co-stars Anna de Armas, Jessica Henwick, Reggie Jean Page, Alfred Woodard, Weg- uh, Wagner, Mara, Shane Wingham, and Billy Bob Thornton. This looks absolutely good. <laughs> the trailer came out. This We talked about when the trailer came out. We talked about it last week when it got its uh, limited theater run. It, it looks great. It looks awesome. I don't know why this movie's coming out on Netflix. It should have been getting a. It should have got a full theater release because I would have definitely wanted to go see this in theaters. The cast is amazing, um, but I. It, it just. It looks awesome. It looks great. The action looks good. Chris Evans is playing a, a crazy, unhinged villain, which is great. Ryan Gosling's playing a CIA assassin. Anna Dormus is in there kicking ass. It's. It just. It looks great. I mean, I, I can't say anything else. It, it looks awesome. I cannot wait to watch this. So yeah, there's that. Uh, so that's your streaming movie of the week. Your movie in theaters is one big one. It's Nope. It is written directed by Jordan Peele. It stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Priera, uh, Michael Wincott, and Steven Yeun. Uh, the early reviews for this thing are nothing. Nothing but positive. Seriously, it is amazing. I have not seen one negative thing about Nope. At least from, you know, at least we'll put, you know, things that have made it into my timeline. Nothing. No pause, no negativity. Everything that people have been saying about this movie is that it's good. People are saying it's a modern day Jaws, or it's at least, you know, very reminiscent of Jaws. It's a sun, it's a fun summer blockbuster movie that you just don't get a lot of, at least the way, the feel, that's how people are saying it. Uh, so I cannot wait for the, to this. I don't know if I'll be watching it opening weekend because, you know, obviously Jordan Peele's movies tend to bring out a bigger crowd and I'm not comfortable sitting in a very packed theater just yet. But yeah, I'm definitely going to go watch this in a theater. I'm not going to wait to watch this at home. I'm definitely going to go. If I have to go in the middle of the week, I will. This looks amazing. This looks great. This looked great from the very beginning, from the get-go. Whether it was directed by Jordan Peele or not, but the fact that it has Jordan Peele's name on it and it's written and directed by him says a lot. Get Out was great. Us was very a very divisive, uh, very divided film from for, for, for movie fans. I liked it though. I liked it. You know, I liked it. It was as good as Get Out. I don't know because it was a completely different movie. I don't think you compare it to to Get Out because I think if you do that, then you're kind of you know you're, you're not catching you know the complexities of, of what Us is all about. I'm not saying it's better than Get Out. That, that's not what I'm saying. But regardless of that, uh, I think Jordan Peele is is great. I think he's one of the best modern directors that we have. I'm not saying he is the best, but he is one of the best. And uh, I, I think Nope, at least from the early reviews that have been going out, seems to cement that. So I'm I cannot wait to, to watch this in a, in a movie theater. So uh, your theaters in your movies in theaters this weekend are Nope, and your streaming movie of the week is The Gray Man over on Netflix. 
that's it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. No matter where you're listening to, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Anchor, I very much appreciate it. No matter where you're watching, I very no matter where you're watching, no matter where you're watching or listening. If you're watching me, that's kind of weird. But no matter where you're listening to, uh, uh, please leave a rating, a review for the podcast. It helps with the podcast in the long run, especially on Apple Podcasts, and uh, I think even I think Stitcher and Spotify also have rating systems, right? I can't I can't remember correctly. I probably should know that. I probably shouldn't say that. Probably shouldn't not have admitted that out loud. Anyway, uh, please, please just no matter where you're listening to, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I really do. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast on social media, which I highly recommend you do, uh, go do that. Links are all down below in the description slash show notes area, along with the trailers that came out this week. If you want to go watch those for the first time or you want to go watch those all over again, they're all right there for you so you can go pick and watch. Uh, very much appreciate you guys listening as always please please be good people if you are in the heat wave that is going on right now please be safe please be careful please stay cool and uh and yeah and just everything else please just you know be aware of surroundings be good people try to help out you don't golden rule don't be a dick it's not that hard it's not that hard uh so yeah Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. Very much appreciate it, as always. Uh, like I mentioned, I will try my hardest to uh, put out that Comic-Con podcast on Monday. If not, it will go definitely go up on Tuesday. Uh, I will be uh, stream, uh, not streaming. I'll be tweeting some stuff from Comic-Con as it's, you know, comes out for, from everywhere up on uh, over the weekend. And uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got for you guys. So one more time, thank you guys for listening and be good people. And as always... Go watch some movies. Woo woo! Yeah! Give it up! Movies!